0: We're talking about women in leadership, and I'm glad to have one of my regulars back on the microphone, Stephanie Lindenberger. Women leader.
1: Undercover. Women
0: leader. I, <laughs> what do you mean like, undercover? Behind
1: the scenes. You, you, need, need, to lean women. In, you
0: need to lean in <laughs> and show your value. What does Mika Brzezinski say? Uh, show your value or something like that? I don't know. I've <laughs> never watched her. I, just I, I'm, I'm just teasing. I'm uh-huh. teasing. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. No, um, no, I mean, this is exciting. Yeah. Uh, this is an exciting topic. And it we're, is. We're, we're uh, expecting Linda Stevenson to join right. us from Athena Erie.
1: Great leader in Erie.
0: Absolutely. Work and with her. one of the things I want to find out mm-hmm. is, um, you know, in all my leadership uh, training, and again, again, when you work for a church, and Shaney could attest to this, mm-hmm. You get so much leadership training, which is really awesome. At least that's been my experience. I went to the Global Leadership Summit right. nearly every year for mm-hmm. like 14 years.
1: Wow. And,
0: um, you know, so I saw Jim Collins and mm-hmm. I, you know, I saw Patrick Leccione and, you know, and all the other, um, you know, Andy Stanley, all these amazing yeah. guys so gifted in leadership. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so Jim Collins writes in my favorite series of books, which is... Built to last, good to great, you know, and, and that whole thing is um, that level five leader. And and again, you know, the, the folks that have read the leadership uh, cool, drank the leadership Kool Aid, will understand what I'm talking about. But it's this special leader of that is servant leadership and this ability to see things that no one else in the organ, or very few people in the organization, Can see, right? So they are able to almost—they're almost like oracles. They can almost anticipate trends. They can anticipate Mm -hmm. things, and they can see beyond what is present to what is like prevailing. What is the actual reality? Reality. I
1: haven't had all those courses, but I do agree that it's. um, I think there's a personality type that is that person. I think I am that person too because I'm not necessarily comfortable leading as the official leader but as a supportive um person for that leader that's been my experience my whole life pretty much um and i think that that person has the ability um to be more of an observer and an analyzer of what's going on than the leader the number one leader who's just having to deal with stuff um you know they come at them. Well, pragmatically. And,
0: and another favorite leading uh, guy mm-hmm. is is uh, John Maxwell, right? And he talks about three hundred and sixty degree leadership, and I think that's kind of what you're talking mm-hmm. about. You, you, you hear the phrase well, lead up," mm-hmm. <laughs> right? <laughs> that's so that, that means we're, which what, what does that mean is you lead your boss, mm-hmm. and I, I I could see that you're really good at that.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I wouldn't I it's I wouldn't be the lead up person to say that i mean i wouldn't no, say that but i mean but absolutely you know you the encourager to. someone has to be an yes. encourager and i'm right with you you know and yeah. and uh and that's that right hand person is very important and um and then the facilitator of okay we're gonna do this how we're Ooh. gonna do this you know and then the how-to person
0: well some so many <laughs> so many people and so many women i'm sure feel disempowered right uh, they 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 don't understand what worth and what value they bring to the table I, in, in, a, in an organization
1: i know? don't know about that because I, I i'm thinking that you know you have to have your your own self confidence I mean, oh, yeah? i don't know that you that you can blame a lack of self confidence all the time on um, the situation you know the, the surroundings or the context. other other people Or, you know what, there's always going to be people that aren't in agreement with you or um, have a different idea that might win (laughs) over yours. Um, And I just don't buy into a lot of um, excuses or, you know, whining. Maybe because I have six brothers and sisters, Uh, you know? You
0: know, being from a big family, it gives you some uh, leadership and some coping skills for sure. Uh
1: And and, uh, thick skin sometimes mm-hmm. and even if you are a sensitive person um, I, I just don't you know buy into the, the criticism that cripples people um, mm-hmm. or whatever egos that get easily injured or any of that so you know and and I am I, I'm pretty uh, into the individuals, set of skills and um their own ability to bring what they have to the table and fight for it and you know work through it um it's a lot of it's a lot of work yeah,
0: you know? yeah, yeah. And if you're not oh, willing yeah. to
1: put the work in then you can't be a leader i'm sorry
0: yeah well yeah <laughs> you know? it is it it, it it does it does uh yeah it does come to that mm-hmm. point where yeah putting putting uh, uh Putting the extra work in yeah. is, is an indi- indicator. Yeah, yeah. and uh, that's sometimes
1: I, I wonder if, if uh, folks are willing to do the work that's required to get to where they want to be. And and often, I, I think, even I, I've run into many, many people who think that, men and women, who think that it's an easier road than they expected, so they think that it's different for me than it is for someone else. Because I'm working really hard. Well, no, everybody works really hard. <laughs> <laughs> everybody has to work yeah. really hard
0: yes speaking of one of the hardest yes. working people in show business it's yep. <laughs> it's uh, linda stevenson welcome to the microphone welcome and and we're glad that you're here mm-hmm. from athena it's e- a Eerie. pleasure to be here Thank i appreciate you. it hey uh, can you share your your origin story uh, did you grow up in erie how'd you get here
2: yes i was born and bred in erie actually i grew up I grew up in Harbor Creek.
0: Okay. Harbor Creek Husky. You're a Husky, all right. I
2: am a Harbor Creek Husky, very proud of that. Nice. And um, I was raised on a farm. I'm number eight of nine children.
0: Holy moly.
2: Yeah, I had a very strong mother that kept us all in line. Okay. And uh, so I would say that's probably my background. (laughs) And then I spent 47 years in banking.
0: Okay. And in that
2: time, I developed the, I was able to, I found out about Athena. Mm hmm and i bought the licensing right and brought the program here to Erie.
0: fantastic that was in
2: 1999.
0: wow so it's been 20 years that Mm -hmm. athena's been active here absolutely very cool we're going to talk about athena in a second i I want to talk about your take on um where uh where women in leadership are in our community what what would you say you know how would you evaluate that
2: I, you know it's interesting i just had a conversation with a woman entrepreneur and and we were ta- just talking about that mm. and when i think when you ta- think about it now i'm going to date myself but uh i started in banking in 1960 okay okay and the world was a different world <laughs> and and Mad Men. we're talking <laughs> madman era right
0: absolutely live that world yes, yes.
2: i can wow. identify with that but women were, you know, there, there were no real women leaders at that point mm-hmm. in my life, not in the workforce, not in the community. Um, and, and, you know, it just, just wasn't there. But what I have seen, and something I'm, I'm, I've always had a half full glass, everything
0: I think about. You're it. optimistic.
2: Yes. And what I, what I've seen over the years is the way it has changed. Little, not like it's been leaps and bounds. I'm not mm-hmm. saying, not setting the world on fire, but but I what I've seen is the change in Erie leadership, and I'm seeing more and more women coming into key positions, mm-hmm. uh, owning businesses. I think owning businesses is such an important element of, well, you have the money and you have the power that helps. Yeah. So that's why I support uh, entrepreneurship, in particular for women, and and I, but I think now rate. Right in the last year or two, maybe in the last three or four years, the change in the women of Erie, they're becoming more confident. Mm-hmm. they're charging ahead, they're taking charge, they're getting involved. they're not afraid of getting their their hands dirty. and I, And I think that's what's happening. and i and I also think the community of Erie is starting to understand that we have fifty one percent women in this community these are people we need to utilize this is talent this is yeah. skill mm-hmm. and so I would say it's been a very gradual change but I also will say that uh, the young women uh, that are coming into the workforce now have been raised by professional mothers and 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 by fathers that are encouraging them to take a chance and uh, and i also think uh, one of my thoughts are you know title IX, i think changed things for women a lot mm-hmm. in the fact that when i went to school we went they took us to football games so we could understand so we'd be good wives and really <laughs> right, and right. and
0: uh, getting that mrs degree right
2: yeah there was really <laughs> nothing out there for a gal that was wanted to do something physical. I mean, yeah. I had, fortunately, I had, you know, four brothers and a large family. So I had to, I got the beans kicked out of me a lot. <laughs> but it taught me how to fight. So I think the thing is that when Title IX came along, and it opened sports to young women, and, you know, you got women on track teams, and you mm-hmm. got women playing softball. You, and, and But what's the key is, is it teaches them how to fight for what they believe in, how to take a hit, and... Not to be a baby and cry, and yes. I just think I Title it. Nine, and they know how to be—they know how to be play team sports.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say they, 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 there's built-in leadership mm-hmm. um, uh, ideas in there. I, I have just a, a question, though, maybe even a contrarian view. You know, we 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 have a woman at the head of the county. But in the past, we've had a congresswoman, we've had a state senator, mm-hmm. state representatives, mayor, uh, heads of universities, heads of hospitals. But right now, maybe there's less women mm-hmm. in those really key roles. Is that just a blip? Am I inaccurate, or have we have You're we regressed to- a little bit? A You're little?
2: totally on point. You're totally on point because what I'm going to tell you, what I I saw happening uh, a, a, a few number of years back, no, about six, seven, eight years back. We had in Erie, and I was so excited about. It, I saw more and more women taking on heads of major nonprofits, and, right. and we saw those. You know, the Tina Donikowskis, and uh, uh, the head of the GE was a woman. Yes, I can. I had her. G- a, Jamie. Uh, no, it
0: was uh, somebody else. Okay.
2: Yeah, but I, you yeah. know who I mean. Exactly. Yeah, and and so we had a lot of women that were really Monica Brower, Dimension, mm-hmm. and I can go on and on about the different people, and we had them. Coming in, and it was all of a sudden, I start. I started seeing a balance, and I that excited me. The same thing was happening nationwide. We saw women kind of come up and and take leadership, and that was across the nation. And then all of a sudden, when those women would step down for whatever reason, right. they were replaced with a guy interesting and that's nationally as well as and there's re, re, statistics to, to is there a reason it. for it Linda um I don't know you know I, I mean I don't is it a know. backlash could be I, I never really understood that but I saw it coming and what bothered me is I thought, I'm not, the, I'm not the smartest person in the world, but if I saw that coming, why weren't other people? And I just think what happens, and this is nothing against guys, mm-hmm. absolutely nothing against guys, because my mentors were all men, mm-hmm. and I had some great mentors, but I think it, it, it happens is that you know, you guys, your friends, you golf, you, whatever you yeah. do, and, of course, you're going to help the person that you know, that you're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. You can have that comfortable conversation. Whereas women are not at the table many times to build everything. They're not on a golf course.
0: There's, that's still, that, that, that barrier is still there. Yes,
2: exactly right. So what happened, as these positions open up, mm-hmm. there was just a, a, a plethora of men waiting to go into those positions. So the easy pick is to pick a guy.
0: What are some of the things that Athena is doing to move the region forward? Okay,
2: um, I think Athena's making a,
0: has made a
2: significant impact in the Erie community. It is an international program, and, and to your point, the mission is to support, develop, and honor the leadership of women to create balance worldwide in our in our communities. So, uh, like I say, I did bring the program here in nineteen uh, Athena PowerLink in nineteen ninety nine. Now, and what we have in Erie is we have nine different Athena programs. Hmm. And actually, I'm gonna brag about Erie, because we have the most Athena-based programs in the world. Wow. So it's really, and you know, you're talking, we're like Chicago and New York. Yeah. We are kicking butt with the program. Nee. So uh, the first pro- program was the Athena PowerLink program that I brought. And that's the one that provides a woman owned business, not a startup, but a woman in a growth mode who wants to get to that next level. So we provide her an advisory panel, business professionals, men and women. That can help her focus on her business to take it to the next level.
0: Can so, you tell a story of, of, a, of a PowerLink uh, oh success story? Oh, my gosh.
2: There are many. First of all, we've taken 50 women, almost 50 women through the program wow. in this past 20 years. And of those uh, f- almost 50 businesses, there are only two still not operating
0: so 48 out of 50 that's a really good it's success a great rate.
2: and, and yeah. what it tells tells you is the fact that these women uh, that's all they need is they just need to develop that infrastructure best practices but most importantly to develop the business and professional connections mm. and that's why it's yeah. important to have the men involved too because women need to to learn some of those skill sets from the guys so as to success stories yeah. We have many. Uh, I, I could just go on and on about them because I'm always impressed with them. Uh, Brenda Bennett is an example. Okay. I know now, Brenda. Yes. Know. Brenda is is a firecracker. Mm-hmm. And I like to kidly say, I almost feel like we created a monster, <laughs> but I mean it only the best way, is when, when she came in the program, she had a decent business, and she was operating Okay. But by getting an advisory panel and having them focus, she was a little weak on the numbers. She'll be the first one to tell you that. But by getting an advisory panel, one of her advisors was a CPA who sat down with her, didn't do her numbers, didn't pat her hands says, Honey, I'll take care of the numbers. You just think. No, what her advisor did was showed her how to handle those numbers, how to interpret them, how to look at break-even points. And that gave her the ability to sit down with her accountant, with her employees, and, and understand the numbers and make good, solid decisions.
0: Remind us of the, the name of her business, It's a uh,
2: Transportation Solutions. Okay, yes. And and she's got contracts with the state now. She is like going mm-hmm. gangbusters, and now she actually expanded her business, and she, is, um, she has a notary business. Right. So she's just one example. Uh, Colleen Moore.
0: Yes. More uh, research. research,
2: Again, a good business, family owned, um, and and Colleen, her business is just going gangbusters, Mm. and I mean, she's doing business nationally, internationally, absolutely. Um, And and, uh, like I say, I can go on. We have these
0: these are these are big names in our community. People are are getting goods and services from these these folks. Uh, Talk about the generations. What do you uh, again? uh, what do you see as far as leadership in women? Are, are, is is it different for the boomers than it is for the let's say the Xers, the millennials, or even the this Generation Z?
2: Um, I think the you know, and most of the women I'm working with are fairly young. Okay, I mean they're young enough. to Me, my daughter, like almost, you know, yeah, they are. <laughs> but um, um, I you know, I I think they have advantages that the previous gener- generation did not have. excuse me, Uh, in the fact that um, they have a different level of schooling, a different level of um, confidence that uh, my generation did not have, and they are more outspoken about what they want. That, I think, is the difference. We, you know, in in the earlier generations, (coughs) people, uh, the women, kind of like even when they were successful, learn to stay quiet, don't make any ruffles, don't draw attention to yeah. yourself. So they kind of w- tried to work in, in
0: the background. Kind, kind of, kind of the, 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 the revolution of the 60s was almost too, still too close mm-hmm. um, for maybe your, your generation, for the boomer generation. But uh, now that the boomers have had their kids, uh, these women are able to kind of lean in and, and speak their voice.
2: Absolutely. That, I, that, I think that's the biggest difference. I just think they go into it, and they're less fearless.
0: Yeah. I've got two minutes fearless. left. I want to talk about what parents should be tell, uh, telling their daughters about leadership, because I think it comes from both the mom and the dad. You know what, what should parents be telling their, their, their daughters about leadership?
2: Well, you know what? Uh, it takes you back to the Athena leadership model yeah. and what it was built around. It was built around these eight principles of leadership. And quite honestly, I never even paid attention when I first got, got involved with Athena leadership, Le, Athena, the Athena program. I knew the, the, the principles. Mm-hmm. And, and then as I've thought about it and reflect back, I was living those and didn't realize it. Yeah. But fierce advocacy, giving back continuous learning, um, joy and celebration. These are all traits that we women need to have. And, and I think the one that I, I think is the most important, the one that I've used and keep believe in, is to be true to myself, mm-hmm. to believe in what you're doing and do it with passion, and to make sure as you grow you bring people along with you, male or female, yeah. because you know what; those who give get.
0: Yeah, we're going to have to have you come back, Linda, because there's. I'd love to unpack all of those different traits because I think they're 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 uh, universal. Uh, they're universal values, aren't mm-hmm. they? Absolutely. I mean. We've been talking to Linda Stevenson, the director of Athena Erie. Um, we're we're just out of time. Um, uh, you can go uh, Google Athena Erie to learn more about uh, what what they're doing. Do you have a big event coming up soon? Or I do. Please come. We have two things immediately coming up.
2: One is we are going to be announcing the the two Athena Powerlink women okay. business owners and that are receiving a panel this year for 2019 and. And that is going to be Reverend Press Conference at the uh, chamber at, on, on the 6th Okay. at 10 o'clock. Please stop down, meet the Athena women, meet the people that have made this program success and all those amazing uh, advisors. Then the other event is going to be on March 8th, and it's the Bayhawks celebrating the leadership of women. And that is open to the public both these are but this is sure. open to public it's family friendly so we want you to bring your husband your wife your kids and for $30 you get food you get an open beverage <laughs> bar <laughs> and the game it is Terrific. we've done this will be our fourth annual year and it is an awesome experience so come and join us and to find this uh, how to register both the uh for the uh, bayhawks is to uh, go to org.
0: switch chairs and we're welcoming heidi parr kerner she's from the coffee club divas and welcome heidi how are you doing today great
3: thank you so much and congratulations on the show you oh, have thanks. wonderful people and you're doing a great job
0: i appreciate that very much yeah. hey we want to hear your origin story did you grow up here or how'd you get to Erie?
3: Well, how I got to Erie is that we moved here. We, uh, we grew up in Syracuse, New York. Okay. And then so we-
0: you actually had more snow than we have I
3: here. know. Can you believe it? I <laughs> from one place to another. I know. And... Uh, My dad had a merger and moved here. He got a job at the first National Bank vice Mm -hmm. president in the trust department. So we moved here when I was 15 years old and fell in love with Erie, but went to Mm -hmm. high school, went away to college, came back for a couple years after college, and then was whisked off to... Los Angeles to find my stardom. Okay, but now I'm a star here on your radio show, right? <laughs> Just, I, I, I said, that's I awesome. It. I found it. So out in Los Angeles, and I was out there for 20 years.
0: That's incredible. So yes. so you, you were doing, I know you were doing some acting. What were some of the other things you did in LA?
3: Well, acting, but basically that's where I honed my skills. Okay. My background is as a psychotherapist. So I have a master's in psychology. So hmm. that's my whole piece, is really helping people and you know, helping them with soft skills and communication skills and self-esteem. And when I was in Los Angeles, I worked as a therapist. And then I got a job through networking at a networking organization. And that's where I became dubbed in Los Angeles the networking queen. (laughs) But this is before Facebook. This is before social media and all that stuff. So I network to build my business. Yeah. I started my own business and you know the whole thing is they they call it going on the rubber chicken circuit and you eat a lot of rubber chicken.
0: <laughs> right? Yes. And I would chicken dinners, to, yeah. Exactly.
3: Go to networking meetings mm. once or twice a week and that's how I built my business because it's all about that face-to-face connection.
0: Right. Relationship is is really the driver there. Exactly. So, so what drew you to networking? Uh, you must really like people. Um, but what is it about you know you know what is it about networking that is so important to you?
3: Well, I think it's you know I'm old school, and it's that face to face connection mm-hmm. because I really believe people do business with people they like, people they know, and people they trust. Mm-hmm. And this is how I was trained in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and again seeing those results. So when I moved back to Erie, okay, it's almost like 15 years now. Yeah. Uh, there wasn't that many networking groups here at the time, right? So there were a few things, of course, always Steady Eddie, the Chamber, but I was like, you know what? How am I going to let Erie know I'm here? How am I? How <laughs> hey, am I've I going to build my? I know exactly. I know. I'm like, how am I going to get going here in Erie? Where is the networking? Mm-hmm. So actually, Phil, my husband, and I. Mm-hmm created a networking group here in erie we called it the erie small business alliance
0: yeah it's pretty well known yes
3: yes and we had within like five weeks we built the business had over 100 members had it successful for four years continued to grow we kind of took it as as far as we could and again helping erie entrepreneurs at the time Mm -hmm. Build their business. And I bring soft skills to the table. We sold it. Phil went back into manufacturing, right, the yeah. tool and die guy.
0: Yeah.
3: And that's when the internet was getting big. And I went on the internet. I'm like, oh, you know, Erie, there's not a whole lot of entrepreneurs here because that's who I love to groom. I love mm-hmm. to help women with their confidence and their public speaking. Mm-hmm. And um, so it was about seven years ago. When I woke up and I heard that little nudging, you know, maybe it's time, and Facebook was big then. And I just put it out on Facebook. You know, are there any women entrepreneurs out there? I was missing like minded women. You know, when you're an entrepreneur, when you're a leader, it's a it's a whole different story than, you know, working for somebody. Sure. And I said, Do You want to have coffee? Are there any women out there? And twenty women showed up. <laughs> And I go, Okay, gals. We'll take
0: we'll take you up on that. This is yeah. before
3: I call them divas. I call You're them right. gals. And yeah. I said, Do you wanna do something like this again? And they said, sure. And the next month I had twenty five women. And close to eight years I have over a hundred and fifty women. Wow. But it goes into what Linda was saying is mm-hmm. that I believe there's so many women here that are hungry to hone their leadership. I feel like Linda and I tag team. So we Mm -hmm. work together. Sure. So I get the startups. I get women who say, can I really have my own business? Right. And help them to become leaders. And then we pass them on to Linda. Many of her people are from the coffee club divas that they go to the next level.
0: What are some of of the ideas? I mean, you're talking about entrepreneurs. And again, we're talking to Heidi Park Kerner. She is the coffee cub club diva leader. In, also known as the Queen. The queen. the queen. Can, uh, okay. <laughs> you you let me. Okay. So um no, but uh what are what are some of the things that you're finding especially the the startup the, the young Entrepreneurs, what are they into? What are some of the businesses? Because we talk a lot about startups and entrepreneurship here on the show, and it's kind of cool to see. Okay, this is kind of where the women of Erie are kind of leaning into.
3: Yes, they are definitely leaning into it. And what I love about it, it's not just the young gals; it's the gals who are in their forties, fifties, and sixties. I find so many of these women, they come to the group. And they have forgotten who they are because they raised their families and people kind of gave them different roles. And they're like, the kids now are grown and they're saying to themselves, it's time for me. So as the coaching is to kind of dig in is they are. Being so creative and kind of just coming up with new ideas and just saying, you know, I want to create crafts. So let's see if people want to buy my kind of crafts. I mean, there's just things like that that they're just really kind of. So
0: whether it's Etsy kind of businesses or, or, you know, maybe some kind, you know, uh, we had a, uh, we've been hearing more about STEM, people kind of getting into science and technology types of things. I'm sure there's uh, graphic designers and web designers and things like that uh, that that are coming up. huh?
3: Absolutely. And you know what? I'll tell you, there's a lot of women who absolutely love and do well in multi-level direct marketing.
0: Oh, sure. And
3: that's always interesting because some people might Mm -hmm. say, well, wait a minute, that's already a set business. That's not being creative. But what I think is wonderful about that is it's all self-development. What they're really loving is they're being groomed. They're believing Saving. We're all using the word confidence that they can make a difference, that they can find that balance that's so hard for women, yeah. and they can make money at the same time and have their time and their freedom.
0: Well, yeah, and you know, our event uh, uh, that that our sister station, sister station WCTL is putting on, yes. uh, uh, is the Rejoice, Refresh, Renew conference. Yes, and there'll there'll be all kinds of women entrepreneurs with those either multi level marketing or 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 you know, they just kind of created a shop themselves, whether it's scarves exactly or... Exactly, the scarf lady. You know, I was just
3: going to bring up yeah, the scarf lady. You know, yes.
0: you know, cleaning supplies and, you know, clean... You know, What are those, those uh, fancy... Essential oils? Well, essential oils. I'm thinking of the essential fancy wiping, uh, wiping cloths that... Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The
3: wiping cloth. I don't. Know, but it's Norwex. The Norwex says yeah. that, but they do. Yeah,
0: exactly. I mean, that, that's the kind of things that you're that you're seeing there. That's what that's that's what I'm assuming that you're talking. Some about. Some of
3: those, absolutely, and then yeah. some of them, they're just kind of creating different uh, businesses that they're called to, and that's part of the coaching that I do with them is help yeah. them to discover what do they really want to do. So
0: when they get when they get to the coffee club. Coffee Club Divas meeting. Yeah, you know what? What is what is it that they expect? What are they? What are they drawing from it? You know.
3: Well, first of all, I love to combine and I don't know if you see there's a little bit of a frustrated actress in me, so I <laughs> liked <laughs> they're giggling. So I like to combine fun. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like we could get into business and it's so serious. Mm-hmm. My whole thing is how can we unleash the creativity? So what they can expect to find at a coffee club diva meeting though is education. Okay. So whether it's me teaching skills of confidence, communication skills, how to deal with difficult people, soft skills, as well as I bring in different speakers. Mm-hmm. I know you had Andy Kerr on. He's going to yeah. be one of my motivational speakers oh, at okay. our next oh, meeting. Then connection. And each person, each member has an opportunity to stand up and to do, we call it a 30-second commercial on their business. Nice. Now, again, they'll teach them how to do a commercial, how to do presentation skills. And sometimes there's a little bit of music and dancing involved as well. <laughs> because you know what? The whole thing is, this is my take, Oops. though. And yeah. I'll tell you what. Yeah. I. That's why, I don't know, it keeps going on. I keep getting like one or two members a week. The women at first come in like, hee, 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 what yeah. is this? <laughs> right. But then, the what's beautiful about my group, like Linda said, she's bragging, I'm bragging about my group,
0: mm-hmm.
3: is these women surround them. They say, how can I help you? How can I support you? Mm-hmm. How can I take you to the next level? So I see, I'm a, I call myself a recovering introvert. I see and I attract, you're giggling, but it's true, I attract introverts. But they come in and we kind of spruce them up, whether yeah. it's with a scarf lipstick that's on the outside but the inner confidence to believe in themselves Yeah, and it's it's amazing. Well, just,
0: this, this, I mean, this sounds way more than just you know talking business.
3: Oh this, yeah, it is. This, this it's is, deeper. This is it's that, we're oh, all about empowerment and going a, deeper. A, a yeah.
0: holistic approach to kind of you know being you know being the best person you want to be.
3: Exactly in all areas of their life. So yeah. I do call it in my tagline, personally and professionally. The reality is, eighty percent of my members are divas, but I have retired women that come because they just kind of want to be in that synergy. Yeah. Um, I know you talked to Linda about a story, and a story just to give you an example. So I had a gal, Marion Taylor, and she was with our first networking group. And she used to stand up and sell makeup brushes. And she got up there, even though she always looked the part, very shy, and, please buy my makeup brush. And, you know, she would sell bits and pieces. But she knew she had a, a bigger calling, Okay, She knew she wanted to do something else, and that took a lot of blood, sweat, and tears to kind of uncover the mask, and could she do something else? And what was she good at? She was good at organizing, but she thought, so what? Is everybody good at organizing? No. Not really. So we worked with her to help her over time to get really clear with who she is, her passion. She has a ministry heart. Mm. And in doing that and then getting her spruced up with public speaking skills, confidence, it's the inside job and the outside, she now has created this amazing six-figure company, Simple Solutions for Everyday Living. She goes and what she does is she helps seniors downsize from their home so you know when the, the parents are older she goes in clears the clutter stages the house real estate she has a team working for her and is living her best self wow. but those are the that's what makes me proud when i see them go to that level and then we groom her to get ready she's almost ready for athena yeah so that's yeah. what we do so we, we wow. that's how the women leaders yeah. myself linda and myself and other women in the group that we work together we mm-hmm. meet once a month to say how can we help our gals how can yeah. we help each other
0: kind of that warm handoff of, yes. of you know hey here's the next level and, and this is a this is a very similar narrative to what we've been hearing in the in the entrepreneurial or the innovation ecosystem, you know, of, of saying, okay, if you have an idea, you go to the idea lab yes. in, at, at the library, and then you know, if it, if if something comes of it, then there's some money that you might win if you you know if, if you if you can win a prize from the idea fund, and then it just goes on and on. Ben Franklin will give you fifty grand if it's really good enough. I mean, like, pretty. I mean, this is how businesses start. This is this is how it all happens and and again and then you have in given time you could probably you know just kind of say well you know i'm i'm good right here i you know i love my you know, I love where I'm, my space right now. I don't have to become a, a, a multinational corporation, you know?
3: Right, but I feel like Erie right now, there's so much happening downtown, and there is so much support. Mm-hmm. And like the, you know, the Ben Franklin, the co-starters. So yeah. these entrepreneurs now, it's that we're all working together, and That's they kind beautiful. of piecemeal to gather these people and to say, how can we help you get to the next level? So what, it's an exciting time.
0: What are some other skills that you feel that... Uh, um, that that a woman could pick up at, at the coffee cup? Yeah.
3: Well, the coffee club, diva is well, First of all, when I, I say, right. yeah, that's yeah. okay. <laughs> when I say networking, a lot of people freak out. Like, oh my gosh, I'm afraid to network. So, so as basic as small talk, mm. you know, how to ingratiate yourself to people. The presentation skills is a big one. How to do speaking as a way to promote yourself. Do you it feel that
0: happen. a lot of people just? Uh, either have never had that um, exposure to public speaking. I mean, that's kind of a big deal for a lot. Of, they say public speaking and death.
3: It's before <laughs> death. There's more fear of public speaking. But I was terrified of public speaking. So I, again, though, learned the hard way, and I kind of share my skills. So okay. it's this is a way, though— if you want to be a leader, again grooming leaders, mm-hmm. you need to be able to articulate and stand in front of people. So I, I have courses. This is I teach all this in Erie, wow. but the other one that doesn't sound very exciting at first, but so necessary, is sales training. Mm-hmm. You know, people right. don't know how to sell, so they're all these. People are like, here's my business card. Buy my service. There's a skill and how to sell yourself and how to talk about sales and use language. So those are my go-to's. I mean, I do a lot of different. I mean, you can
0: totally see that there would be a huge demand for these kinds of like, like you call soft skills, but they're they're really it's 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 super training, isn't it?
3: It is super training, and it's training to help these women be leaders in their own life and to take it as far as they want to go
0: that's fabulous we have Heidi Parr Kerner with us and uh, Heidi you said you grew up in Syracuse right so you know they're beating beating us in a snow globe and so it just makes me mad
3: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that makes you mad i don't know about that
0: from no it, it, it would be fine to not have to win it every every year right so.
3: i know oh <laughs> all right so,
0: so uh it, and i it just i i mean acting acting opportunities in syracuse are not there so la was was your destination
3: yes it was but, my uh, training my yeah training.
0: You're, yeah but uh Coming back here, are you are you doing any
3: acting or? or well, that's th- funny. Well, I'm yeah. acting every day. What right. I'm doing, exactly. you know. Again, yeah. I have at my meetings, you know, I'm speaking and acting. But the reality yes. is, yes, you know, I did a lot of. Of course, it was called Drama Queens, but I produced a play here in Erie, and it was cool. called Drama Queens, and it sold out every single night. Nice. And yes, and I'm a big. Um, have you heard of flash mobbing? <laughs> are you serious? <laughs> well, I have a flash mob troupe. So I, for some reason, like to dance in the streets, so I could do these. <laughs> Things, see, Joel. You know, Joel? I, you know I do, I can do these th- things in Erie now.
0: I remember <laughs> when Flash Mommy was really big. I, I remember you doing one. What was it? What was it? I We would go this.
3: down to the block parties. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. we did them all last year to celebrate Erie. <laughs> did you really? It is so fun. That's and you, but fantastic. you know what? Side note on that again to these women, and and they're like, I've never done this before. And we give them the confidence and they mm-hmm. go hand in hand though. Yeah. So I'm this leader, I'm the ringleader, I'll play bigger than them. But they get the confidence to dance in the street. The next thing you know, they have the confidence to take their business to the next level. So to me, the therapist to me, it all goes hand in hand.
0: It's all transferable. Yes. Uh, both skills and and the kind of the psyche, the you know, you know, getting over the barriers. I mean, um, you know, I mean, just to be serious, just a second yes, from from your th- from your therapy background. I mean, we 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 have a lot of people, women and men, old people, young people, uh, in between that are that are have a, tons of anxiety. They say forty percent of our communities on anti anxiety or anti depression drugs. Yes. What What is your professional opinion on? On, on just uh, give some hope to somebody that's concerned. Well, that's that a good
3: way. that's a good point. I think there's just so much stress that everybody's experiencing right now and taking so much self-inflicted stress. and we're all so busy. the multitasking does not work. We're overwhelmed mm. and I miss that text. and, and I think wow. there's so much of that that there's it just goes on and on. On the flip side though, where I want to say there's hope, and even in Erie, and I've seen Erie grow so much in the last several years, and again, a lot of my divas that have stress management seminars, mindfulness, you know, we all know we're supposed to work out and sleep and eat well. But there are resources. And I've seen so many women and people I know who are suffering anxiety and social anxiety is a big deal too, that by taking some of those sort of classes and self growth pieces, that they can let go of that anxiety.
0: That's beautiful. Hey, look! how do people get involved with Coffee Club Divas? Yes,
3: they can call the queen, thecoffeeclubdivas.com. And you can come to a meeting as a guest and to check it out. And you'll either love it or say, this is interesting. Where do you but meet? Right is, there, me. is there a regular place you meet no, in We time? meet kind of all over the place. Okay. We have day meetings. We have morning for the next meeting, okay. though. We are meeting at the Erie Yacht Club. That's where Andy Kerr will be, one of our motivational speakers. So we do meet at different venues venues and it's all up on the website
0: uh we've had a a great conversation so far stephanie uh you know this uh women leaders are really inspiring
1: yes they are yeah i mean they are and i i feel like Gary community has been um we've had a lot of great women leaders um politically and some business owners and and um nonprofit leaders and so yeah but it is it's great to hear these ladies
0: we're gonna hear uh, we're we're gonna go to a recorded interview we uh, talked with Renee Swope she is uh, on her way here on March 16th for the rejoice refresh renew women's conference and uh, uh, I think it's it's a uh, it's an event that could really Uh, provide a lot of hope for uh, a a lot of women and uh, it's sponsored by our sister station uh, WCTL so we want to share that uh, conversation with you at this time And uh, we're excited to have on the line with us Renee Swope. She's a speaker and author, and she's heading our way to northwestern Pennsylvania for the Rejoice, Refresh, Renew Women's Conference on Saturday, March 16th at Grace Church in McCain. How are you, Renee?
4: I am doing great. Thanks for having me.
0: All righty. So, uh... You are uh, an author, a speaker, and uh, and I, I bet you you're an amazing storyteller, so hit us with one as we get going here.
4: Well, I feel like I live in the middle of a story, but a, a story that I was thinking of recently uh, as I was um, really preparing and thinking about the conference and the weekend we're going to spend together, I was uh, cleaning out my kitchen, um, you know, doing the dishes and, um, there's nothing that makes a woman feel better. I think than clean countertops, like everything in life can be out of control, but if we can get our countertops cleaned off, um, you know, the world is right. So I was cleaning off the countertops and I found this little rubber thingy. Now, you know, we find these little rubber thingies, these little metal thingies, and we stick them in a drawer and then that drives us crazy cause we have clutter. So I decided in that moment, I am not keeping this little rubber thingy. And so I threw it in the trash. Well, as soon as I threw it away, I remembered what it was, and it was the power button to our huge remote control. (laughs) (laughs) It didn't just turn on the TV like it was the all power button that turned on everything. And so, of course, I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, my husband's going to kill me. Yeah, I've got to find it. And so I go digging through the stinky trash, find the little rubber thingy. And as I did, I just sensed this whisper in my heart. That's how easily you throw away your confidence Mm. and with it, all the power that is yours in Christ. And I think the reason that thought, that whisper from God came through my heart is because earlier that day, I had been battling with self-doubt Um, about a huge project that I had agreed to do and just the thoughts of, I can't do this. What was I thinking? Why did I commit to this? You know, I'm not smart enough. I'm not organized enough, just all those doubts. And every time those thoughts went through my mind, I threw away my confidence instead of, you know, I can do this because God's gonna help me. I prayed about it and He is going to give me, you know, the competence I need to complete this assignment. I just kept, it's almost like I kept trashing myself with all that Mm. talk. And you know, that power button represented to me um, the confidence I have in Christ that I just so easily throw away. And there's a really powerful scripture in Hebrews 10, 35 that says, do not throw away your confidence. Isn't that so cool? Like it literally says, do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. You need to persevere so that when you've done the will of God, you will receive what He has promised. And so God just directly tells us, don't throw away your confidence. And yet how easily we do it just with the things that we say to ourselves or um, even the things that maybe others have said to us or about us that we've believed, and it becomes our truth. And then it erodes that sense of certainty or confidence to do those things that God's called us to do, whether that just be having healthy relationships or, you know, a purpose that we have for our lives. Um, I think we really struggle with uh, the things that we say to ourselves. And so that weekend, I really want to talk about like, what what ways do we talk trash <laughs> in our head? Like ha- what causes us to throw away our confidence? What are the things we're saying to ourselves? And how can we replace those things with what God says about us or what God says to us? And also like what triggers, you know, are causing us to do that? Because there's some real specific things in my life, like criticism or comparison or conflict, that really will trigger me into that place. So, yeah. What do so, you think about
0: that? I, well, I, I, it, it, it occurs to me, and I appreciate that. And you've written books, so you've done the exhaustive research, you know, from your books, yeah. A Confident Heart, The 60 Days to Stop Doubting Yourself, uh, A Confident Heart Devotional, and your Come to Me journal. But do women lack confidence in a different way than men do because a lot of the things that you're talking about you know rings my bell as a as a middle-aged man.
4: Absolutely actually everything I talk about relates to but all of us. And honestly not just um, middle age, cause we're probably the same age. Um, I've had teenagers and I've had women in their eighties and nineties come up to me and say, your book has changed my life. And I've had men write to me and say, this book could be written directly to men. Um, so absolutely. Yeah, you're correct. This is, this is an epidemic struggle across, um, across the board.
0: What do you think, um, the, you know, person walking in a faith journey, you know, walking with God? Uh, they're able to plug into kind of that supernatural source of confidence that may not be there for someone that, that lacks faith or doesn't, has, hasn't chosen to uh, align themselves behind God's lead. Huh.
4: Right. Well, and I call it a soul confidence because I was raised in a non-Christian home, and so my mom really tried to instill in me self-confidence. But it only lasted as long as the excitement of my last accomplishment— you know, or someone's uh, compliment, um, you know, that our confidence in our alone is temporary and it's based on our performance or what other people think about us or an achievement. But soul confidence starts in a place of, I am valuable because I'm a child of God. I am holy and dearly loved. I am God's masterpiece created in Christ Jesus to do things that He planned for me long ago. Yes, I may mess up, I may fail, but because I belong to God, I can fail forward because the righteous fall. You know, Scripture tells us the righteous, though the righteous fall seven times, they rise again. And so that's the supernatural power we have, and that's what that power button represented is the power of Christ, the Holy Spirit that dwells in us to give us. The redemption and the hope to rise again, and we have a purpose that's bigger than ourselves. We have a purpose that's so much bigger than just doing a good job in in our nine to five, right?
0: Yep, yeah, we're talking to Renee Swope. She's the speaker and author. She'll be here uh, in Northwestern Pennsylvania on Saturday, May uh, excuse me, March sixteenth at Grace Church as part of WCTL Radio's Rejoice, Refresh, Renew Women's Conference. And and Renee. Um, you know, there's a lot of books uh, about women kind of adding value. I think about uh, Mika Brzezinski's book about value and uh, I think about Cheryl Sandberg's book about leaning in. How, did, how would your book and uh, your approach, uh, A Confident Heart, does, that, does it line up? Does it contradict? How would you respond to that?
4: Well, I would say my focus is leaning in to God. And leaning into the divine purpose that I have, uh, leaning into the truth He says about me, and acting though it's true, (laughs) even though my emotions or my circumstances may scream the absolute opposite, faith is acting like God promises are true. And then when we when we walk in faith, I feel like it activates or I've seen in my life, it activates God's power in our lives. And and my story is that I come from a a non-Christian background, a non-faith background, hit rock bottom in my 20s, clinically depressed, drinking way too much alcohol to numb the pain. And it was when I found out about God's unconditional love and I began to believe it. Um, that a process started of transformation um, from the inside out, but it took me years because I struggled with self-doubt still from like my 20s into my 40s because I hadn't learned what does it look like to to identify what are my thoughts and how are they shaping the way I feel? And instead of settling for self doubt or fear or worry, which is something I, honestly I think I settled for, letting God begin to identify what are the triggers, what is the truth, and where is my trust? And it was a process, but I'm but I write and I speak from a place of absolute. Transformation in my own life, and I want that freedom for other people, and that's why I do what I do.
0: Let's talk about the generations. You, you had touched upon it that people um, are, 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 uh, are being drawn to your book uh, at all different age groups. Mm-hmm. But as far as maturity and life experience, what are the differences you see? with older women and self-doubt and younger millennials and this upcoming generation Z as they emerge as adults.
4: Well, I think the are an older generation we what I'm finding, not even and I'm in my early Fifties, um, although I'm, I'm cool like a thirty-year-old.
0: <laughs> okay, me too. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I have a ten-year-old daughter, so she keeps me young, and then I have like twenty-four-year-old sons, or a twenty and the sons in my twenties. So they keep me, they keep me young and old. Um, but I feel like like an old, like, so women older than me too is a generation of finding identity and worth in our roles as a wife, as a homemaker, um, and so to feel like they have something to offer. Um, and that even all the lies they believed all their life, um, don't shape who they are. I think for them, it's identifying their beliefs, um, and their doubts that they didn't even know were going on. Now, um, the millennials, what I find is there is a confidence that's based on, um, popularity and being seen. Um, it might not necessarily be their role, but it's the numbers, you know, it's the followers, it's the friends, it's the hustle, and, um, and their doubt stems from, am I, am I doing enough to get attention? And that sounds, that sounds so shallow, but it's the culture they live in. It's, you know, I mean, we live in a, in a culture right now that is telling our 20 somethings and our teenagers and our 30 somethings that you need a platform.
0: <laughs> right. It
4: doesn't matter who you are or what you do. You need a platform. And that's just crazy.
0: Well, that, Jesus- do- that dopamine hit. When you know yeah. when you get a hundred likes on your Instagram feed, I mean that that's that's for real. That's real biological chemistry, isn't it?
4: But what happens when Instagram changes the algorithm and you lose fifty of those followers? Yep. And you think, oh, it's I did something. You know, it's all based on am I liked, and that is exhausting and so empty. Mm-hmm. And so the but the solution, the 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 hope, the promise, all comes from the same place. And it's coming back to, but who does God say I am? And what did He create me to do? And how can I find meaning and make an impact right where I am with what I already have? I don't have to strive. And that's what I want to talk about. It's like, what do you already have? Because I believe that you you know, you know, and, and, and me and anyone listening, you've already got what it takes to make a difference in this world. Like it was deposited into your DNA when you were created in God's image. And then it was empowered um, supernaturally when you accepted Christ. And so, but what well, we got to lean into him and we've got to let his word just continually transform the way we think, um, and, and fuel, um, the way we live.
0: Last minute or so, uh, uh, give an invitation for the ladies that maybe are on the fence to come out to the rejoice, refresh, renew women's conference on the 16th of March.
4: Okay, my friend, I know you are busy. I know you were thinking, I cannot add one more thing to my plate or my calendar. It's a Saturday. I need my time. And here's my message to you. You are worth getting away from all that's pulling on you and giving yourself and your heart and your mind a day to be renewed, to be refreshed, to laugh. And let God pour into you. Bring some friends. Bring some co-workers. Make sure they are people you like you can have a good time with. And um, you will have more to pour back into the people and in the roles and relationships and responsibilities you have because you've pulled away to let God pour into you. So I want to meet you there. Come, in, come and meet me at my table. And we're going to have an incredible day together.
0: That's Renee Swope. She's speaker and author and will appear here uh, at Grace Church McCain on Saturday, March 16th for the Rejoice, Refresh, Renew Women's Conference sponsored by our sister station, WCTL Radio. Thank you so much for taking the time uh, today, Renee. We appreciate it.
4: Thank you. Have a great one. Take
0: care. All righty. That was Renee Swope. She is due here in Erie on the 16th of March for the Women's Conference from WCTL. We are glad to have with us Tiffany page Colazo, and Tiffany comes to us from Erie Arts and Culture. She's a community organizer for New Horizons, but Tiffany, I've known you in multiple lives before this, and so why don't you share your origin story? How did you come up, where'd you come up, and how did you get uh, to this place that you're doing right now? So.
5: So I born and raised in Erie. Okay. Uh, brought up around the Little Italy neighborhood, so very familiar with the Sisters of St. Joseph's and most of the organizations over there. What, I, what high school did you go to? I went to Central okay. High School. Started out so you were as a Falcon. Tech. Ended up a Falcon. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Um, come from a family uh, of thirteen. My mom was one of thirteen, and all thirteen of those children have children. And now we have children. Beautiful. So, um, come from a family of service. Uh, We were all brought up as servant leaders, Mm. uh, leading in the church, leading in the community, and then eventually um, leading uh, in the nonprofit sector. Yeah. So, uh, I am not the first in my family to do so, uh, but I carry the torch with humility uh, and hoping that I can continue to do the good work that they began.
0: That's beautiful. So, I want to understand what uh, uh, the New Horizons initiative is. And can you explain this idea of infusing arts and culture into
5: the public space? So, um, I can very well explain that to you via a story. Okay, beautiful. Uh, I shared this story a little earlier um, with you. Uh, arts, this particular project, New Horizons, is near and dear to my heart. Um, Because there was a time that I thought that art was in a box. Arts and culture was in a box. Art was a painting or a beautiful vase. Um, But my eldest son, Jamad, a bright young man, just couldn't grasp math. And um, I was one of those mothers, I was home when you came home from school, it was homework time, let's get it going on. Mm -hmm. And he'd want to go in his room and turn the music on. And I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, I need this music. And I'm like, we don't do music here with homework. So uh, he had a wonderful teacher who uh, I asked for a conference with. And I said, I don't know what's going on. Like, Jamaat can't get this math. He's super smart. Like, I know he can get it. Yeah. And the teacher said, you got to let him listen to music. And I was like, we don't do that. <laughs> That's not what we do. Like, we have to focus on, you know, right. our studies. And he said, there's something about the rhythm Interesting. that helps him understand the concepts of math. And once I let go... That grade was brought up right with the rest of them. Wow. And that's what changed my perception on arts. It,
0: yeah. I mean, and, and so is th- that's a transferable value then that you're seeing uh, across the board in your new initiative, isn't it?
5: Absolutely. Because in my mind, from that experience, I can see how arts and culture could uh, be beneficial in um, the human services sector Um, very well so and that is what this initiative is going to allow us to do allow us to introduce the erie community to arts and culture and all that it is um, outside of a mural or outside of even a community garden because that too is art Um, but we could use arts and culture to heal the things that need to be healed in this community to cause to create bridges and to really dive into diversity inclusion in a way that we never have before.
0: Now, there's uh, some significant resources behind this initiative, because I I think I just saw the the grant announcement. Is this like $250,000? Am I close
5: there? Yes, $250,000 over the next two years. Over the next two years, it's an awesome responsibility, and right now we're focused on four zip codes, and okay. they are the most underserved zip codes within our community, um, 16501, 02, 03, and 07. Wow. And within these particular zip codes, um, my idea is to partner and collaborate with the organizations that are already doing great work within those communities, but to give it a boost, to revitalize it through arts and cultures. Um, And what that looks like is providing cultural experiences in public spaces, in parks, in libraries, in businesses, and really allowing the communities within the Erie community, those particular zip codes, to speak to their needs so that we could create pieces that could heal them.
0: Are you in the kind of the idea inception phase? What phase are you in right now, Tiffany?
5: So the uh, I actually walked into this project. The project, <laughs> um, the project, and the funding was already there when I came. But I do have the ability to be creative. Okay, cool. Um, most people who know my work in the nonprofit sector, I am a program developer, mm-hmm. and this is a brand new program that I am honored to introduce to the community, and we're going to develop programming that is inclusive in those areas. We want the citizens to be involved.
0: Right now, it's Tiffany page Colazzo. She is a community organizer for New Horizons, an initiative of Erie Arts and Culture, infusing arts and culture into public spaces, libraries, public parts, and other community resources. Uh, Tiffany, I, I... I, I appreciate what this is going to do uh, in our public spaces, and especially in like what you said—the the targeted zip codes that you're you're referring to. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, a lot of you know, a lot of people look at just even the the label of arts and culture, and that's kind of like an elite thing that we do. You know, at the sure. Warner Theater or do at the museums. We're, you're bringing it right to the people, aren't you?
5: Absolutely. And to speak to that Warner Theater, so I j- just worked on a project. The first big project from New Horizons. Um, you can look for that project. March 1st, gallery night, downtown Erie. Oh, so just on Friday night. Just yeah. on Friday night. So this particular um, project was about getting real stories from real citizens um, in Erie. And so I have my zip codes and um, the warner is thrown out. And I said, if we are talking about the everyday citizen in Erie. Not all of them have access to the Warner. Mm -hmm. They don't have access because they can't afford to go there. They've never been there before. I want to shoot video in spaces where the real people are. right? So I chose locations that I'm sure will be controversial, (laughs) um, but I'm sure that they will uh, be eye openers as well. So, I hope to see you all in downtown Erie on Friday for gallery night. Um, New Horizons will be presenting its first project to the community, and it is an eye-opener for sure. And uh, where where is
0: your... Where are you going to be exhibiting at the Arts Museum, or we will
5: be exhibiting from Sixth Street down to Fourth Street.
0: Okay, it's public places. Public places. Okay, I'm catching the vibe now. Catch the vibe, (laughs) all right. So, Tiffany, I want to pivot a little bit, and let's talk about women in leadership of. Because, again, your your backstory is that's what you've gravitated to through your professional life Mm -hmm. of of being a leader uh, in the nonprofit sector. And and you've had multiple roles. Um, Talk about uh, where we are with women in leadership. Are we in a good place? Are we
5: growing women in leadership here at Erie? Speak to that. So that answer for me is twofold. So we are better than we were for sure. Um, I think that there have uh, been several opportunities um, within our community for women in leadership to show up. Okay. What the twofold is for me is I didn't see anybody who looked like me. Mm. Mm-hmm. I didn't see anyone who looked like me in major roles within the community. Woman, woman of color didn't see it. I remember working a job and had actually um, gone away on professional development to Cleveland. And I saw all of these professional women who looked just like me. Yeah. It changed my life because I thought, OK, if she can do it, I can totally do it. And there's a need for my skill within my community. Mm-hmm. So then I stopped asking permission to be great. <laughs> I stopped asking
0: right right you, I stopped yeah, you just rose, asking, and rose I to I just the challenge
5: rose to the challenge if you see that there is an opportunity for change mm-hmm. problem most people would say and you know that you have the skills abilities or resources to cause a positive impact there it is your role to do so so so
0: talk about the barriers that you encountered though as a as a person of color though
5: so, as a person of color, you, you, you walk into, and, and this is still happening, unfortunately, in our city, but we're getting better. Yeah. Um, green shoots. Yeah, so everyone talks and screams of diversity, 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 diversity. And what diversity looked like for me was, I'm going to bring you in to fill the quota, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to include you in decision making. You're at your ceiling where you are. And um, that was unfortunate. And I know that I'm not the only person who has ever felt that way. Um, But I decided to break the dang glass.
0: Mm
5: -hmm. Um, There will be no ceiling, especially when there's so much need, especially when my life experience and, and skill can cause a solution for those areas of need
0: but isn't it a chicken and the egg kind of thing insofar as that um, uh, how much effort did you have to do like did you have to do double time in order to to break the ceiling um, as opposed to, as opposed to like you know uh, getting getting that hand up you know are, 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 were there strategic people in your life that gave you the opportunities you know, to make it happen? Or is it all on you to do? I, that's what I'm after is like, is it all on you to do that? Or, 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 or are we able to help people through these, this, this uh, process?
5: I did receive help. I received help from some prominent women. Um, and I believe that you've had one of them on, Linda Stevenson. Yeah. Linda, Linda Stevenson looks for leadership in women. And then she nurtures it. She gives you a platform and she nurtures it. I see this skill in you. I'm going to give you this project and let you work your skill.
0: All right. So as a as a senior leader now, how do <laughs> I, very gracefully, how do you do that for for younger women? Uh, uh, you know, how do we because uh, one of the things I'm finding, and this is just my little soapbox here, I'm I'm a, the end of the baby boom, right? Mm-hmm. But I have to still work. I've mm-hmm. been in nonprofits for 27 years. I, you know, there's not a lot of there there for me right. to retire, right? Right. And and I'm actually I just trans, transfer my life again, so I'm really loving what I'm doing. So I plan on staying here as long as the Lord will have me here. The the. Um, but I, we also need to make room for the for the for the emerging uh, talent, right? What what is it that we have to do as senior leaders to bring up? And, and we're talking about women now. Where, where do we where do we have to give those opportunities, and where do we have to break down those barriers?
5: We have to mentor and we have to coach. So, um, and those are things that I have done in my life throughout, even before I knew that I was a leader. Most of you knew that I was a leader before I knew I was a leader I was really comfortable with shining everyone up to be a diamond and just resting in the back (laughs) um but God said okay push forward yeah um and in that push forward I've done multiple things one of the things that I've done for myself was um I created my MBA I didn't get an MBA from Edinburgh I didn't get an MBA from Gannon I created my MBA My MBA is my Mentor Board of Advisors. (laughs)
0: Good for you, that's awesome.
5: What I did and what I encourage other women to do is to create their MBA. Surround yourself with women or men who are doing the very thing that you want to do. You aspire to be like them. You aspire to have their skills and their abilities. You have the power within yourself to pick up that phone or shoot an email Mm -hmm. i liked what you said about x y and z i'm wondering if we can meet for coffee during that time it's an interview process right they're interviewing you you're interviewing them to see if this is going to be a good fit Mm -hmm. for a mentorship and then you need to be able to say what you need from that mentorship i don't just want to meet you for coffee i want you to hold me accountable i want you to help me to be more productive i want you to help me with my time management I want you to help me learn about self-care. What does that look like?
0: Now, a lot of young people would think that uh, they would have so much anxiety to go do that. But what they don't understand is that the senior leader is just, they just blow up with with joy and Mm -hmm. pride when asked to
5: be able to impart wisdom, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. At every level that God took me to, I took two or three with me. Wow, now that's cool. Every skill I learned, I passed on. My requirement of them is whatever you learned from me, you got to give it to somebody else. Tweak it, make it better, give it to somebody else. That is how we cause uh, collective impact within our community. Whatever community that is, the community of your family, the community of your neighborhood, the greater community of Erie. That's how you do it. It's just steps, micro steps,
0: and, and having courage. Mm-hmm. You had a lot of courage coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I mean, just, mm-hmm. you know, we all have to tap into um, trying to remove that risk aversion. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, uh, and that 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 uh, comes with maybe being an eerie eerie eerie. People kind of come up with a DNA trait of of, of, of aversive risk. Mm-hmm. But you 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 had the courage to come up to 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 go for that next level.
5: I didn't have a choice. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> You have to be the change that you wanna see, right? I love that. So I didn't have a choice. I wanna see change in my community. I know that I can't do it by myself. Great change comes when we all um, understand what our common union is, and our common union is eerie. Yeah, yeah. What can we do together so that everyone else feels the way I felt growing up? This is a great place Mm. for a family to be great place, once we change the narrative of our eerie story, it will gravitate, other people will gravitate toward this place that we know as home.
0: That's really moving. That's really moving. Um, Talk about being a servant leader. We have like one minute and I'm a basket (laughs) case. Talk talk about being a servant leader. What does that mean?
5: Servant leadership for me means... Not only do I see the work that needs to be done, but I'm willing to be a part of the solution. Mm -hmm. I will get down on my hands and knees. I will scrub a floor. I will um, do a high level training for execs at Erie Insurance. Whatever it takes, that's what you need to do. And you're right, courage is a great part of it, but faith is the bigger part of it. I believe in Erie. I believe in the people of Erie, and I believe in their capability to create the space that they want to live in.
1: That's great, Tiffany. Um, You and I have worked together on a couple of different things, and we fell in love. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The National Day of Prayer, I think. I like it. Um, Yeah. But I'm so proud of you and all that you're doing and and how much you've grown and overcome. And um, I'm just really excited to be part of what's going on in Erie as an older uh, you know, sister, mm-hmm. um, but just to see the blossoming of of all the different um, young leaders that are emerging in the city, and all the cool pro- projects, and all of the art um, and culture that's going on, the new generation of of leaders in that field too. And so, I'm so proud of you. Thank you. And uh, Thank glad you to be so here much. with you.
0: And uh, just God bless you. Thank you. Yeah.